Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. I'm Allison Klein. Today we have Lynn Comp back in the studio with us. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Allison. It's great to be back. You are a frequent guest of Chip Chat, and we always like having you on the show because you're always bringing us some new ideas about technologies that are changing the face of the data center. Last time we were on the program together, we talked about software-defined infrastructure, which is a massive change in data center computing. Do you want to just start with a recap of what we mean by software-defined infrastructure, and then we'll get to the meat of the story? Software-defined infrastructure is a transformation that we believe all data centers really need to go through because taking a more evolutionary or traditional approach is going to very much constrain agility and flexibility. And so software-defined infrastructure has three major components. So at a top level, it is the application defining the infrastructure that the application will be able to take advantage of. So applications are software defining the resource. The next piece of software-defined infrastructure is the orchestration piece. And it is a piece of software that is next-generation workload scheduling, next-generation batch processing. It uses intelligence. It's not somebody trying to guess how much capacity they have to run an application. So the orchestrator is the one that matches the application needs to the resources across the data center, and it defines what is happening in the data center and aligns the application to where the infrastructure has the best match for what the application needs. Third piece of software-defined infrastructure are resource pools. And this is a little bit more in the infrastructure itself and in the supply chain. Storage and networking markets look at the economies and the efficiencies and the commercial availability of what we would traditionally see in the server market and realize I can get there if I take advantage of some technologies that are common. So in networking, for example, we see a lot of people taking advantage of virtualization. Sometimes it's traditional virtualization, sometimes it's more optimized, but it's one example of pulling in what would be traditionally just a computing model into an environment that's more network-centric. And with storage, there are very similar transformations happening where the software that loads on a commercial off-the-shelf hardware defines what that server's function is going to be. It might be storage running a Ceph cluster. It could be networking running a firewall appliance. And so that's where software is defining the function that server will serve. So that's kind of a quick synopsis. And when we think about this and you peel back the onion, there are tons of technology innovations that are happening from interconnects all the way up to automation and orchestration software to make this reality happen. And today we want to drill down in the storage arena. What is the big challenge there? One of them is balancing where your data is placed against how often you have to use it. There's a cost factor in time if you're using hard drives that are really far away And then the next challenge on the extreme opposite end is how do I get enough storage close to me that's fast? 
Another technology that is coming up that seems to solve a lot of the problems that are existing in legacy environments is NVM Express. Can you talk about that? The idea of NVM Express and PCI Express, which goes along with it, is to start having both a more industry standard bus that's got a little bit more commercial footprint behind it, but also remove the latency. Currently, when you look at SAS and SATA, they are very broadly distributed, but the challenge is that they're both embedding in both controller and software latency into them. When you're starting to run into high-speed SSDs, you're not actually getting the performance out of the SSD that it's capable of. And so it's basically kind of reducing the economics and the value prop of the SSD. So what is the customer advantage here with moving from traditional SSDs to NVMe in your mind? And and is there a short-term advantage and a long-term advantage? From a short-term advantage, and I do think you're correct, there's a short and a long-term. The real short-term advantage is basically taking advantage of what you get out of an SSD. You know, SSDs versus hard drives, it's on the order of six to one ratios where you can replace six hard drives, sometimes seven, depending on the workload, with one SSD. And so you're reducing your footprint, which is an advantage. And as you're reducing your footprint, we've seen latency differences on the order of 10x, depending on the workload, between what you would get with a hard drive and with an NVMe-attached SSD. And we've seen a lot of evidence that getting the most out of that SSD investment starts with looking for something that is NVMe-capable as opposed to just SAS or SATA. And then the topic of cache acceleration software, which we've discussed on ChipChat before, also comes up in the context of NVMEs. How are they related? NVMe and PCIe Express are sort of this horizontal industry standard that allows anybody to attach with a broader ecosystem of the PCIe world. So that's goodness down at that level. It's sort of the wire level or the I.O. level. Now, when you're looking at deploying the SSDs in an environment, the caching software, what that does is it allows you to have even possibly fewer SSDs for an entire workload because it starts to create a thin layer of tiering within that SSD environment so you can take advantage of those greater speeds with even less footprint in an SSD. And it has given up to a 10 to 1 ratio where you need fewer SSDs. Now, it's all very workload dependent how that thin layer of caching is going to benefit or not benefit. But for certain workloads, it's a significant cost advantage and then significant footprint advantage by deploying it on top of SSDs when you compare it to a hard drive. I'm sure people have as many questions as I do about continuing the conversation. Where can folks engage with you? Well, I have a Twitter account, so that's a great place. I do a lot of observations about the storage industry and what's happening. So look for Lincomp Intel is the hook there. There's also a lot of white papers on our website, IT at Intel, about different strategies in using these new media and also some of the tiering strategies. And then email is always welcome. Would love to engage and learn more from the industry as we are driving these transitions. Awesome. Well, Lynn, it's always a pleasure, and we will have you back on the show very soon. Excellent. Thank you. 
Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.